Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Thursday, September 5th, 2013, Sports Authority Field at Mile High, Denver, Colorado. Lightning might not strike the same place twice, but Peyton Manning can strike the end zone seven times. This is the Manning Seven. I don't know what that voice was, but I love it. That was amazing. The Manning Seven. Hello and welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. I'm Sam Morell. And I'm Julian Edelman and we are on a mission, a search, a journey to find the greatest sports games of all time. And today's episode, the Baltimore Ravens versus the Denver Broncos on the NFL kickoff week one, 2013. We got Peyton Manning on today. We got the Sheriff. That's a big get. We got my second favorite Manning in the world. So it's technically my second favorite also, I guess. Actually, I, mean, I might even put him third. Really? I, I might go Archie. Damn. Archie. That's I, some shade, dude. My dad loved Archie. Archie hasn't come on the show. No, he hasn't. G- give Hayden but Archie number didn't two. also knock Archie didn't knock me out of it two AFC championships. Fair enough. You know? That's but he but he gave birth to someone who did. He 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 did. He didn't give birth. He that's not how biology. He actually, I, I'm stupid. It was his seed. It was his seed, though. It was his seed. But in hindsight, you know Peyton Manning. He did take Wes Welker. That gave him an opportunity. That opened things up for you. Opened things. Opened things up. First thought when you think of this game, I think Peyton Manning threw seven freaking touchdowns in a game. That's insane. And this set him off. This set the pace for him to break. The single season touchdown record, fifty five. Fifty five. I mean, it, it. After watching this game and and seeing the weapons that Peyton Manning had, Julius Thomas, Wes Welker with his new addition that off season. You know, you have Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, who's just like. Have you ever seen Eric Decker? Oh yeah, he's he's like so good looking. He's hot, dude. He's and he's a wonderful father. Yeah, he's a rad dad. He's a hand. Pull up a picture of Eric Decker. Yeah, that he, dude, you get lost in his eyes. I, I mean, he's tall. He's dark. He's handsome. 
Would He's you? got a receding hairline. He makes it look good. Let me see. Look at him. Jesus I like Christ. The, I like that you threw a little neg, though, at the end. Yeah, like He's to. tall, he's, he's my... handsome, he's balding. But he's but my it, boy. But he pulls it off. He's my boy. He's my boy. He's a handsome guy. You're he's a handsome guy, Julian. Yeah, not like that, though. Jeez. I don't know, dude. God God worked when he made that one. But back to our reactions. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you, when you got those kind of weapons, Moreno, Codwell. Where do you rank this offense all time? I mean, Peyton had... Edrin James, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Brandon Stokely, Dallas Clark on that Colts team. Where, where do you rank this all time? Uh, I mean, the Brady 20, 2007. 2018 and one. I mean, you got yeah. some of these chief teams that everyone keeps putting up there. I mean, it's hard because you got, you got some really good offenses out there. And, and yeah, they did 55 touchdowns. Did they win the Super Bowl this year? They did not. The, I don't know. I don't know. But let's just go back. I, I don't want to talk. We'll leave that for the close after we hear from Peyton himself. Let's go to the, let's go to September fifth, two thousand thirteen. Number one movie, Lee Daniels, The Butler. Did you see that one? I think I think I did. You know, this was a Weinstein production movie. Uh, I did not see that movie. <laughs> I well, this is, it's weird anti that, that movie, but I will not cancel all this anti-cancel. Whatever. Well, that's he's in jail. It's different. That's different than anti. We are an anti-cancel podcast, but Weinstein's an exception. You, you know, it's weird that it's a Weinstein production and it's like a delicate film on race. It's it's literally like if you did Jeffrey Epstein presents uh, the Elliot Page story or something. <laughs> like, what are we doing, Weinstein's? Come on. Number, the, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Number one song, Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. Everyone remembers this featuring T.I. and Pharrell. Everybody stand up. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> Emily Wojciechowski, whatever. Oh, my. Yeah. Put her on the map. Yeah, that put her on the map. That put her on the map. I just walked by and I saw her. In a sh she was on what? Chanel? Is she doing Chanel now? Is she doing, is she doing Chanel? We'll, we'll get that from Jackie at the end. But yeah, that song. It was a it was a hitter in thirteen. It was it's tough because it's as date rapey as they come, but man, is the beat good, <laughs> right? It really it really tests you. Everybody like, stand up. Well, you you know you up. want it. They're like, do you? I don't know. You know, I got it. <laughs> this is also the year. The world, the word selfie. Oh my god, this is the year. Is this the year? What do we do? because you didn't do before you did that, it, it wasn't a selfie. You were just a sad person. Yeah. Like if you did that on like a disposable camera, you were a psycho. Yeah, it was it it definitely changed probably right around this time. I remember I meet you ever heard of the selfie kid? No. He's he, he, I met him at like the Grammys or something and like he he was notoriously known for like taking selfies with people and oh, I do remember, remember this a little. Yeah. Yeah. There oh, he look is. at this guy. Yeah, we took a selfie. Oh, me and JT. Whoa. That's like that's a good gimmick in 2014. Now it's like yeah, you're, that's 13. not a thing. Everyone does it. 13. You, I, you ever have someone try to take a picture with you and they don't do a selfie? They're like hand it to someone. You're like, what are you doing? Why Adding another 30 seconds to this interaction? I, I just take the picture. You got the phone. It's honestly more personable now. Like, yeah. wouldn't you rather do a selfie? Like, hey, we were close enough to take a selfie. Like, that's yeah. what I do if, if I'm gonna ask someone for a picture. I'm going selfie. It's 2022. You flip up. You you hit the little button. And we're wham bam. You just to let everyone know, you can press on an iPhone, 
the bottom of the left two, and it'll snap the photo. You don't have to bring your other hand in to do it. You can snap it with your other, the left yeah, yeah. side. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't the, know that? Uh, Everyone should know that. I see it all the time. Also, you can tell if someone's a little arrogant, though, if they if they swipe up for the photo and it's already on them. You're like, you're sending selfies. If it's not the other way. Yeah. I, 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 I never thought about that. Yeah, I, th I, never, I think I never so. looked into that. What else? Mom jeans? Mom jeans are cool. Yeah. Is that the high cut? Is that the high cut? That was like the 80s jeans. They're comfy. Yeah, where they have the high up up here. They're coming back, too. They haven't left. They never I, left. I, I, I see them all the time. Uh, Mariano pitched in his final game. I, I, you know what I will say about the Red Sox fans? It really kind of surprised me they gave him a standing O. I remember they gave him a standing O, and I was like, wow, the Red Sox fans didn't expect that. Hey, man, Mar Rivera. Rivera. Jeez. Mariano. Rivera. 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 Mar Mariano. Rivera. Mario <laughs> Mariano Rivera. You nailed it. Met my guy a thousand times, too. I, I apologize. We actually had a play name. You named met him a thousand times, and that's how you said his name? Nah, like twice, but it, it right. sounded better a thousand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a play <laughs> that was named after him because you ran a stopper on the outside, and he was the ultimate stopper or closer. The, the Patriots had a play named after a Yankees great. Yeah, we did. I mean, he was, he was a great all-time great. You, know, you got you to tip your hat to people that have that. He know? would come in the game. You play. He, they play Enter Sandman, and you would get chills. You knew the game was over. The, just the greatest. What about this Snowden? Remember Edward Snowden? Sure, NSA. The, the, yeah, that was huge. Movies about the documentary. Uh, they the podcast. Yeah. The docu-series. Is he still in Russia? Where uh, is he now? I don't know if he... He, he, he had to seek asylum. He we we got to find that out, but he's definitely probably uh, if he's in Russia, probably not a good time to be in Russia. No, well he his woman stayed by him. This woman like she went to Russia with him. Now I don't. Get I couldn't that. get a woman to move to New York. He got a woman to Russia. Are you kidding me? He's a closer. He's a closer. He's Mariano. <laughs> now, uh, when you like, does he have to like be a? Does he have to be scared of his life in Russia? For his life like do the, was the russian government working with him maybe or how does that work i think as long as the u.s government hates him putin's like keep him around yeah I, he's all right i'd still be scared yeah. i'd still be scared no, i would not want to live there what we got jackie yeah looks like he's uh been granted permanent residency in russia as of 2020 permanent right that's how you get citizenship in russia you just piss off our government that's how you do it jeez what what were you doing what year was this? 2013. 2013. Was it 13? I thought this was 14. 13. 13. What was I doing? I had just come off. I won a comedy festival in uh, Atlanta called the Laughing Skull Festival. And that helped me. So I was on the road like every week playing strip mall clubs, <laughs> headlining some shithole rooms. So you won a comp? I won a comp. There was a lot of com there were a lot of comedians in it. And I shouldn't have won. Is the truth? I, I. That's a be, true. That's a true. That's a true champion, right I, there. It was. They gave it to me because I was younger than the other guy. This other guy, Tom Simmons, super funny comic, uh, had a better. I did really well every round to get there, but in the final round, I think he had a better set than me. But they gave it to him. But I mean, but to me, it's kind of like chop, though. You know, you have your your appetizer, you have your your main, and your dessert. If the guy that wins the the dessert in the final two. Didn't win the appetizer or the main, but got him over there. Are you a chopped head? I like chopped. I love chopped. I used to love. I used to watch it a lot more. 
I'm more of a Guy Fieri grocery games guy now. That's a good one, too. I love the Food Network. There's something weirdly comforting about watching. All these chefs have had, like, tortured lives, too. They're, like, artists. They're, like, they all used to be in, like, gangs and shit. You see them, like, tatted Tatted up. Yeah. yeah. I've got a lot of chef buddies. Let's just say they know how to party. They, oh, they, I mean, they, they go as hard as anybody. They, they are maniacs. Because no. you can get fucked up while you're cooking. You can, yeah. right? Well, they, I asked them that, and they go, well, when you're in this lifestyle, you're always entertaining people. You're always, you know, having to cook. And when you're cooking afterwards, you're drinking. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. I don't know. That's what no, they, they say. But you see them, these, like, I think there was this guy, Aron Sanchez. You know, he's like one of the main guys. And it was like, yeah, cooking saved me from going down the wrong path. And I'm like, what fucking gang were you in where they let you walk off to pursue the culinary arts? Is that is that a normal thing? Are he, they that supportive? He had to get jumped out, probably. He had he probably just cooked him a meal. <laughs> you think about These it. These tacos were so good. We're giving you a second chance at life. <laughs> That's what you get. Let's get into these teams. 2013 Broncos, 13-3. and three. I believe one of those losses was to us when we uh, came back from a 24-0 to zero deficit at halftime. Uh, in did they, knock, did they knock you out of the playoffs? Yeah, they knocked us out of the playoffs. So in the AFC Championship, they were first in the AFC West. Coached by John Fox, big player coach. I heard, heard uh, he used to have a lot of fun. Big wins, Week One against Baltimore, the defending Super Bowl champions. Thirteen against the Chiefs. Names clearly: Peyton Manning, Demarius Thomas, my dog, Julius Thomas, Wes Welker, Eric Decker. Von Miller and Chris Harris. We Future had, Super Bowl MVP and Von Miller, too. Von Miller. Yeah. Stud. And then he just got another He got another Super Bowl this last season. He's like 35, and he's got, just got like another $100 million deal. I played the wrong position. God did not touch me enough to be big enough, fast enough, strong enough to tackle quarterbacks for a living. Hmm. God should have touched you more. You should have. <laughs> God should have molested you, dude. <laughs> And you would have been awesome. <laughs> they were knocked out of the divisional round by the defend by the Super Bowl champions, the AFC. Or they were knocked out in the 2012 divisional round by the Ravens in two overtimes at Mile High. It was a little revenge game here. Yeah. A little revenge game, and this was revenge. I mean, Peyton just torched them five touchdowns in the second half. And, and to give some context. You know, Peyton, he was out from the Colts, had a severe neck injury, comes back his first year with Denver, new team, still has to get used to, you know, being a new environment. He was he was a god in, in Indianapolis for a long time, falls short. They get a couple key additions the next year, and that's when this year started in the 2013 NFL kickoff against the Ravens. Let's get over to the Ravens. Who we got? Defending Super Bowl champs. They beat the 49ers in the Harbaugh Bowl. I mean, that was... The Harbaugh? The Harbaugh. Uh, Joe Flacco, man. Remember blacked out there? Yeah. Dude, we were like... I was. I remember this because we, we went to... That the, was Beyonce, right? That was the was Beyonce, Beyonce Bowl. It could have been Beyonce. But I just remember the Niners went to the Super Bowl. And uh, Kaepernick with cap and uh, we lost in the AFC championship and I was getting so many calls from all my Niners friends. Like if we go, if we go, if you guys go and the Niners go, you got to hook me up and you know, we didn't go. So damn coached by John Harbaugh. Yeah. Big win, big wins, 
Week 10 versus Cincinnati, notable losses. Week 16 versus New England, that was a huge win on the road in Baltimore, hostile environment. That place is always hard to play. We have uh, Joe Flacco was on the team. Is he elite? Is he not elite? He won two Super Bowls. He got paid like he's elite. He won one Super Bowl. He, one. he definitely got paid. Justin Tucker, arguably one of the most clutch kickers in the world. TC. Ray Rice. Remember Ray Rice? Ray, Ray Rice was there. I remember that awful video, obviously. Uh, and I remember wanting to see it because I was like, how horrible is this? I was just curious. And I clicked on it and there was a YouTube ad before the video. I was like, someone's making money off this. That's how fucked up the world is. Hey, that's what happens when you live in a capitalist society, buddy. YouTube, man. YouTube. And uh, Haloti Nada. Ooh. He was a beast. T Sizzle, Terrell Suggs. But they were lacking. Sucks. They were lacking all Ray Lewis, Ed yeah. Reed. Yeah, the, the big two on that day. The big two. They had, this team was obviously coming off a Super Bowl win. Lost a couple t key pieces on defense with uh, Ray Lewis retiring and Ed Reed off to Houston. Uh, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Former Colts of, uh, on this team, too. D Dallas Clark was a tight end, and they had Brandon Stokely. Stokely. So Two this, of Peyton's former boys. This is this is kind of, that That was that was a little probably heart, heartwarming to see those guys on the other side in yeah. a different uniform while he was in a different uniform. Uniform. Things we remember from this game. I mean, the se it's the seven touchdowns. It's Peyton being like, you're like, shit, Peyton is still elite. Peyton is still one of the guys. Yeah, Peyton... Came out with the boom for, you know, in 2012, coming off that injury, everyone was talking about his arm strength, comes out this year, put in a lot of work. Was that something that you guys were talking about in the locker room? You're like, yeah, is Peyton, does he still have it or what? No, you knew, you knew that with the severity of what the injury he was dealing with, that it, it was going to take him some time. Yeah. But you also know with Peyton Manning, he's all about preparation. He's going to get his team in the right play. And and he's he, he's gonna find a way to compete at a very high level, which he did this year by setting the record: fifty-five touchdown passes, seven in a, in a game. I mean, it's it, it's pretty mind-bottling to hear these stats. You say mind-bottling? Yeah, because I have to bottle up all my thoughts after thinking. <laughs> I'm gonna be of, jacked to that one. It's boggling for sure. No, it's bottling. I'm I'm bottling all my my thoughts up because I have so many thoughts. I have to bottle them for you know what i'm thinking about peyton manning over here beating us in the afc championship you know for you know the first of two consecutive times yeah, can we get a check on that we'll accept it oh, okay yeah, we'll, we'll accept it. I, I stand corrected this was a statement game to start the season what are the, some things that we've forgotten you know the lightning delay to start the game the ravens having a joe flacco banner in Mile High Stadium. Why are they in? It's so weird. So they, they, they had to play they because of the Baltimore Orioles having a home game on this date. There was some mix up. They share a parking lot. So the Ravens had to play in Denver, a home game. Yeah. I mean, that's if I just won a Super Bowl and we got to start the NFL season off on an away game, I would have been pissed on a game that should have been a home game. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't have. Yeah. Bullshit. And it's also that altitude fucks you up in Denver, right? Eh, it, I don't think it's that bad. It annoys me. I get allergies. I'm more, You're more of like a badass Jew, and I'm more of like a Jewish stereotype. Yeah, and I... You know? I'm more, you're more like, I can tough through, and I'm more like, ah, my allergies are killing me. 
he, he gotta, you gotta, you gotta have that David men- mentality, Bubs. David, yeah. David mentality. No, I'm, I'm already walking different, just doing a podcast with you, man. I'm feeling the. the How's vibe. your neck? Yeah. Are you, are you able to get down there? I'm, I'm working on it. All right. All right. I mean, look, sure. I play through pain too. It's a different type of pain. All right. Hey. You know, you, you know, you sometimes I pop a muscle relaxer to do it. Sometimes I just, you know, say. I could fucking. I'm gonna do it. I can't do muscle relaxers. Why not? I don't know. I just get. I, I don't like them. Really? I don't like them. Oh, you dr- you put one of those. Have a couple glasses of whiskey. <laughs> you're gonna be feeling nice, my friend. Yeah, but then you're just can't. You can't even move. It's not not my style. Not my style. My style. And then we also the El- Elvis Doomerville off season facts gate, which resulted in him leaving. Right, Denver. Which could you imagine if they had Doomerville and Von Miller, Oof. like going on with these next couple years? Which I believe the agent got fined. What are we doing, agent? That's when you're going to your agent. You fucked me. Yeah, because you'd rather be. I mean, you'd rather be on this Denver team as a as a. Yeah, I mean, if you got someone like Von Miller on the other side, and you got Peyton Manning and and the the weapons that they had. Yeah, I mean that's that's a complete football team. Yeah. Let's get over to the gaming corner presented by WinBet. Let's make our prop bet. What are we thinking? I think uh, how many times can we compliment Eli Manning while talking to Peyton is a I'm, good one. I'm an Eli. I'm a I'm an Eli Manning guy when it comes to you know Mannings. Let's just say that Eli is the man. I'm already doing it. I'm getting warmed up. So what's our over and under then? I think we can hit. I think we could hit six. So let's say five five. That's uh, gonna be tough. You, you don't think we could do it? We're gonna find out. We'll, 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 Will we'll... we buckle under the pressure, looking in the eyes of the great Peyton Manning, or can we deliver and sing the praises of his brother nonstop? Only time will tell. We'll see. We will find out here on Games with Names presented by Win Bet. But all right, before we hear from Peyton, let's take a quick little break. And now we are. Going to welcome a man that doesn't need really any introduction. Legend of the game, revolutionized the pre-snap quarterback play. Countless All Pros, countless Pro Bowls. Five-time MVP. Five-time MVP. Two-time Super Bowl champ with two different teams. Pretty insane. Pretty crazy. We got Peyton Manning. Thank you for joining us, Bubs. Hey, Julian, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for not including my record against the Patriots in that bio. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you leaving that part out, but uh, it's great to be on with you guys. Peyton, I, I can't say anything to you. You owned me in, when you were in Denver, and, and we're, we're here to talk about the Peyton 7 when you opened up the 2013 season with uh, seven touchdown passes uh, against the defending Super Bowl champions, which is always insane. To come out firing hot like that, but I I gotta I gotta open this up by just letting everybody know if you guys can see Peyton text me I haven't <laughs> talked to him our Booker text or booked us together and everything I text him thanks for coming on but he sent me a book <laughs> literally a book of notes of this game like and I'm sitting here thinking like is this what Playing with Peyton would have been like? Is, is that what it would have been like? Just get these notes pregame on a Tuesday going into the Wednesday practice? Hey, I mean, when you can't throw very far, when you can't run at all, Julian, preparation's where you get an edge. So uh, taking me back to 2013 uh, is quite some time ago. So I had to do a little study in uh, pregame uh, 
uh, scouting report, if you will. Peyton, if you think you can't throw far, you should uh, see me throw a football. It's pretty pathetic. Uh, <laughs> you can throw pretty well, far. Well, I don't know. How, I mean, Julian's a quarterback as well. He probably has the best arm in the group right now. Uh, I don't know, Peyton. I, I changed the receiver for a reason. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, now, a lot of people don't realize, you know, when Peyton left the Colts, we were all in fucking shock. Like, what's going to happen? Is, he, is he's hurt? <laughs> And the fact that, like, a folk hero like Peyton Manning wasn't playing in a season. Yeah. Like, it was fucking, it was crazy. And then he goes in, signs with Denver. First year, gets knocked out in the divisional round against the defending Super, or the Super Bowl champions of that year, the Ravens. And then next year goes in, gets a couple key additions with Wes Welker. I have a real quick question before we get into the game. How much is Adam Gates giving you for all the head coaching jobs that you have got him? <laughs> I have not seen any residuals uh, yet, but uh, uh, um, Adam was great for me. Uh, yeah, Julian, it's funny. Uh, a lot of people wondered why I stayed uh, in the AFC after, uh, you know, getting let go by the Colts. You know, hey, you're tired of playing the Patriots uh, in the playoffs. You're tired of playing Baltimore. And uh, I really feel like that was the reason that I stayed because, I was an AFC guy. I was familiar with those teams. Sure, we'd lost to them, but I missed the division. I felt like to go to the NFC, I probably would have been out of my comfort zone. So uh, believe it or not, the Patriots and Ravens were a big part of probably why I chose Denver to stay in the AFC. And get into that. Now, when you signed with Denver, did you come in with your scheme, your system? Or were they very collaborative with that? Like, hey, how do we make yes. you comfortable? Yeah, uh, that's a great point. Great question. Uh, Denver was extremely collaborative and, um, you know, I was coming off an injury. So I was spending a lot of time on my rehab, I think to learn an entirely new offense. I was reading, um, an article on Kirk cousins who's learning. I want to say like his third offense in the past, uh, five years, but it's a completely new offense. He said he feels like an eighth grader playing tackle football for the first time. That is not a comfortable feeling as a quarterback. So for me, Denver basically took my Colts playbook, Julian, and says, Peyton, we will put in all the plays that you like. We'll put in your snap count. We'll call the formations the same way that you called them with the Colts. But these are some plays that we think will be good for you at this point in your career. We'll form a hybrid offense. And that allowed us to get off to a fast start in my first season in 2012. Peyton, you know, you, you, this is like your comeback. You know, it was weird to see you not play for a year, then you're back. It's like your Travolta Pulp Fiction, Peyton's <laughs> back moment. You know, how much pain were you in? I've had neck problems where the doctor says I can't perform cunnilingus. You're playing football, you know? <laughs> I mean, how how much pain were you in week to week? Yeah, um, uh, my pain really started in, in 2011, which forced me to have several surgeries which forced me to miss the entire season. My pain kind of went away uh, after my surgeries. It was just my strength and my weakness. You know, I had, you know, essentially nerve damage in my right arm and right hand. And so um, I just couldn't function uh, the way that I used to. And I, I, I kind of lost my my grip. I lost really my awareness of my arm and space, had a proprioception issue. So listen, uh, uh, I've had this unbelievable string of health my entire career going back to high school, college, and the NFL. So missing that entire season was tough. I mean, I remember I was in a hospital bed in California watching the Colts play their opening game against the Texans. Kerry Collins is the quarterback. 
And um, I don't cry a lot, but I was emotional. I cried during that game because because I wasn't out there. It was the first time I hadn't been out there. And so that was tough. Uh, so to finally get back out of the field, albeit with a new team, uh, it was a uh, it was it was a very uh, satisfying feeling knowing all that I've been through to get back to that point. It, it, it's weird when you're hurt, the, the psyche that you have as an athlete, it's kind of like you want your team to do great, but you don't want them to do too great. It's kind of <laughs> like watching someone kiss your wife or like, you know, take your wife on a date. Some guys are into that though. Some guy that's called a cuck, Sam. That's called a cuck. And neither of these two guys are into it. Nah, true, true competitors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, look, uh, it was a, it was a, a miserable season. I'm injured. I'm not playing. Our team is not winning. Uh, you know, it's, it, it was just, it was just a tough year all the way around. So 2012 couldn't have, uh, come soon enough and, you know, got off to the, you know, a, a kind of a new chapter with the Broncos. And, and it goes to show you the competitiveness and, and the adversity of the ability to overcome adversity that Peyton shows throughout his career to literally, I mean, this guy had a nerve thing that where he couldn't grip a football. I, I've been on, I've been on notice to tell everyone that I hate quarterbacks with gloves. He gets the only <laughs> exception because, you know, he, he could barely probably feel his arm. But that, that goes to show you the competitor he was, stay in the conference. Fuck Brady. Fuck the Ravens. We're going to go out here. I know him. I'm going to go beat him. And that's the kind of guy Peyton Manny is. Now, you're, you're jumping into week one. And week one, especially if you play in the opening night game, which this is the opening night game for the, the Ravens, but it took place in in Mile High, which is usually kind of weird. We saw that you know, they were trying to make it somewhat of a home atmosphere. They had the Joe Flacco fucking right. banner in, on your guys' sideline. You guys kind of start slow. There's a lightning storm. There's rain. The, the place is probably electric because you do have the defending Super Bowl champs. But after you guys score that first touchdown and after you get – the adjustments going because this is a game of adjustments, especially week one. You got teams that are game planning for fucking six months for this game. They got a whole new bunch of things that you haven't seen on tape. There's no tape to study. Like when did you settle down after that? That first touchdown is when you started seeing things. You started letting things lay out. All right, we do this. We're gonna get that. Yeah, I mean, Julian, like you said, the beginning of the game was very strange. I mean, the fact that Joe Flacco's picture was on Mile High Stadium just tells you this is different, right? And, yeah. you know, going back, I mean, the, you know, like I said, the Ravens had beat us in a playoff game in Denver, a devastating loss. They hit this 80-yarder with like a few seconds left. They go on to win the Super Bowl, like you said. And, you know, like when you win the Super Bowl, you're supposed to play your first game at home, right? I mean, that's kind of what you earn. And the Orioles didn't want to give up like a home thursday baseball game because they share a parking lot so nice partners baltimore orioles <laughs> and they tell the Ravens, sorry uh you're gonna have to go on the road and play your opening game uh, as a super bowl champion in denver so i'm sure the ravens weren't real happy going in we were motivated coming off that loss from the year before uh there was a lot of emotion you mentioned the rain delay you're all ready to play all of a sudden go sit in the locker room for 45 minutes so it took us a while to get on track and you know everybody thinks oh you blew the ravens out that day we were actually down 17 to 14 going into the half but we had had a couple of touchdowns hit julius thomas on a couple of touchdowns we felt like we had some momentum going into halftime and then uh 
came out in the second half, it just, uh, I mean, it was just hard. It was hard to miss. Guys looked wide open to me. Uh, the Ravens weren't missing Ray Lewis, okay? I will say that was significant, right? Ray Lewis had retired the season before, right? Went out in style. Uh, that was, look, that's a big that's a big void, right? I felt like they were still recovering uh, from that loss. And, uh, uh, and so Ed we Reed as well. Take advantage of that. Ed Reed was gone as well. Remember, he yes. signed with the Jets. And yes, what people right. don't realize. Lewis, Reed, yeah, I mean, that's, that is the Ravens at that point, so. There's no doubt we took advantage of that. I can remember playing against the Ravens, and I bet you Peyton's got these same exact stories. And, and you'd line up in a formation in a certain down distance, and fucking Ray Lewis is calling out the play. Like, Boy, that's man. the kind of guy Ray Lewis was. He was listening to everything that Peyton was saying. We all know Peyton's pre-snap, like theatrics. He's over here giving this, that, trying to see, get the defense to jump out of their disguise. Then it becomes a chess match. Once you lose that figure and you have a guy like Peyton Manning, who's a fucking player coach, like once they figure it out, you knew something crazy was going to happen. Like, it, yeah, it, yeah I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Ray, Ray was a quarterback there on defense. Then you add Ed Reed, who never lined up in the same place, was going to do things the opposite of what he should do Wild just card. to use the quarterback. Although those guys weren't there, I will say, that Ravens defense was extremely well coached, well trained because of Ray and Ed's presence. You know, the guys filling in for them were still strong football players, were very aware, under, uh, understood our offensive game plan, our tendency. So it wasn't like it was a cakewalk by any means, but I will say I did not mind not seeing number 52 and number 20 in that game in Denver. And now, you, you threw five touchdowns in the second half. That's almost more insane than seven in a game. Five in one half sounds insane against a well-trained defense. Against yeah, a defending it, Super Bowl champion. It was, uh, uh, we hit, um, like I said, Thomas a couple times uh, in the first half. We hit Welker down there uh, on the goal line in the red zone, you know, kind of a place where Wes has sort of made his name on these little option routes, the same routes that Julian ran as well hard to cover and that was that was my first game with Wes right we've had offseason training head preseason but but you never really know until you get into a game so the fact that he and I hook up for two touchdowns in his very first game as a Bronco was a really good feeling and then uh, I want to say we hit Caldwell down the left sideline and then we ended up hitting Demarius uh, Thomas on a go route on the right and then and this, the probably my favorite play it was a one yard pass by me you know it was a screen pass to Demarius but we caught the Ravens in a blitz and look I had thrown that wide receiver screen before I'd never thrown it to a 6'4 222 pound grown man and Demarius caught that ball split the scene and was gone and he did that a ton in our time together so that was pretty cool to witness, even though I didn't really do anything on that play besides throw a one-yard pass. Yeah, he says he didn't do anything, but he saw the tendencies that the defense gave him. <laughs> he knew it was fucking blitz zero, so the best thing to do to bleed, play, beat blitz zero is throw the jailbreak screen on the outside. It's, it's a matchup. But uh, We also have very different definitions of not doing anything. I'll show you not doing anything. <laughs> I'm a lazy man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you bring up Wes Welker. This is an interesting season. Wes comes to the Broncos. You guys work together for a first season. That opened up things for Julian in New England to kind of do what Wes did. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you, Peyton. Well, I, I mean, I mean, you're welcome, I guess. Uh, 
I appreciate, I, appreciate uh, that. I, uh, yeah, playing with Wes w- w- was fun because you could tell of his knowledge, his understanding of defenses after playing with Tom, playing in that sophisticated Patriots offense. So we were able to kind of pick up on a lot of things quickly. We sort of copied the Broncos uh, 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 playbook. Uh, when I signed Julian, we incorporated a lot of the same routes and concepts that you guys ran in New England. Hey, Wes, obviously you like this play, right? You like Gotti, right? Go with an option route. Uh, we're going to put that play in. And so that allowed Wes to play fast, especially in that first game. You know, you had so many different players. And, and, and the great thing about what you could do is you could get the players in the best possible situation for their strengths. And you saw that this whole game, DT catch and run DT down the sideline, you know, Julius Thomas down the middle, Wes on his option routes, his pick routes in the red area. And that's what a quarterback like Peyton can do. Now, after stealing Wes Welker from us, which thank you, <laughs> I appreciate that. It gave me my opportunity uh, along with Aaron Hernandez uh, drama you know, when guys are leaving, that gives opportunity. for. He left guys. for a different reason. He left for a different reason. Yeah. But uh, did you have kind of like a, a like a little fist pump moment when you go out and you steal Tom's favorite receiver and you give him two touchdowns in the first game? You know, it's funny. Like when you throw a touchdown in the first game to a new receiver, like you sort of think about all the things that happened prior to that. I remember being down in Miami. I was playing golf with Dan Marino, of all people. And uh, saying, hey, Dan, I got to skip this hole. And I called Wes Welker and went into full college uh, recruiting mode, right? Just like when I was back at Tennessee, I felt like I had a good track record as a recruiting host, right? I was a pretty good closer. And I went into that mode with Wes Welker. It was a par five, gave me lots of time to give him all my cheesy pitch lines and kind of kind of sealed the deal. All of a sudden, you know, he's, he comes to the Broncos. We do off-season throwing together uh, at Duke University off campus. We're hanging out. And, you know, all those things matter, right, Julian? I mean, all that time you spend together, it's not just on the NFL stadium field, right? It's these off-season workouts in May and June when nobody's around. And to have all that hard work be put in in a short period of time and to have that pay off in that first game and, you know, uh, what ended up being kind of a record-breaking season – now, that was pretty cool. That makes all the hard work worthwhile to me. What kind What kind of pitch are you giving Wes? I mean, are you saying things like, Tom doesn't love you like I love you, dude? Like, he doesn't probably, appreciate you? Yeah, probably so. I, yeah. I'm not afraid to, you know, you know, hate on, on you know, other people, right? I mean, that's what recruiting is, right? Hey, if you go to Georgia, there's no way you're going to get as good an education as you would get at Tennessee, right? So oh. it shouldn't even be. Shouldn't even be a comparison. So that's how you got people to Tennessee. The education. Yeah. yeah. Back then. (laughs) Nothing uh, else. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Look, I mean, you pull out all the stops and West, we're going to throw it every time you don't have to block. Uh, You know, we're going to, you know, keep the ball outside. We won't send you across the middle. Right. I mean, everything is on the table, man. And y'all, so let's like, you got DT, which, you know, I, I spent a little time with DT. You know, it was horrific what happened to our guy. You know, can you can you shine a little light on DT? I know you, you set up a scholarship for uh, Demarius. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, Julian Abe was one of my favorite, favorite teammates. Sweet guy. Unbelievably talented. Incredibly unselfish. Right. Put the team over self. You know, look, receivers want the ball. I get it. 
But Demarius was different. I mean, he took pride in the fact that defenses were were double covering him, right? We're rolling a safety to his side. And that was going to allow Julius Thomas to be wide open, right? I mean, Demarius took pride that he says, hey, because of me, they're focused on me. Somebody else is going to have their day. That is not a normal attitude. I mean, was as excited to see my kids after the game, coaches' kids, uh, and this incredible smile, tough, played hurt, never complained, never came out of the game. So, uh, yeah, I miss him every day. We started the scholarship at Georgia Tech um, in his honor. Every year, Julian, Georgia Tech is going to give the number eight jersey. Uh, that was what Demarius wore at Georgia Tech on August 8th. 8-8 eight, eight of every year. He was 88 for the Broncos, 8 in Georgia. They're going to give to their top player, leader, senior, the number 8 jersey every year on that date. And uh, I think that's a pretty cool way to keep his legacy alive. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, you know, with these kind of antics, it makes Peyton slide up in my, my meaning scale of who <laughs> I like more. Well, we, we got to talk about Eli for a second because I'm a Giants fan. I love Eli. Uh, what he's done for this city. I mean, what he's done for our confidence. We've had some of the other franchises in New York were dragging a little bit. The, the Giants won. It made me happy to see you cheering for Eli at that first Super Bowl. Uh, I thought that was really cool. But there's got to be some sibling rivalry, especially once Eli got his second. You're in Denver. Was a part of you like, I got to I gotta match my brother? Well, I mean, look, certainly uh, that was the goal every year. And, you know, we had great, seasons in Indianapolis and some great regular seasons in Denver, but just couldn't quite get over the hump, uh, you know, lost the Super Bowl. And so, look, uh, extremely proud of Eli, the way he, uh, you know, handled himself, handled New York. You mentioned that Super Bowl. That was one of the, the greatest football experiences for me. And I was in the stands watching your brother lead a team in a two-minute drill to win a Super Bowl. So it's funny you mentioned Eli uh, and the Ravens, uh, you know, thinking about, you know, what happened in the past to get you to this point, you know, Super Bowl season 2007, Hall Fine and Dandy. I want to say it was 2004, Eli's uh, rookie year. They went to Baltimore against Ray Lewis and against uh, Ed Reed. Eli tells the story better than that, better than him. But two things I remember about that game. He had a 0.0 quarterback rating, which is actually hard to do because it's not <laughs> – because it's not like over 12, it's like four for 27 with three interceptions and 21 yards. Like the math has to be per You actually have to have a couple of completions to get the 0.0 rating. It's hard to do. And also he said, Julian, you'll appreciate this. Eli was up there calling the mic. He's like, no, no, hey, uh, uh, number 59 is the mic. And Ray was going, no, 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 59 is not the mic. I'm the mic. And Eli said, oh, yeah, you're right. 52 is the mic. I mean, it's not normal for the Mike linebacker on the other team to be dictating the protection call for the quarterback. So the Ravens had a big impact on Eli. I think getting to that Super Bowl, uh, you know, several years later. Well, you talk about Kerry Collins. The Ravens beat my Giants with Kerry Collins. I think it was 01. And that was my first taste of that Ravens D when I was like, damn, Ray was Lewis. Like 2000. 2000. There's something else. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, was, it was a tradition. It was a pride there. War dance, thugs, you know, Adelius Thomas, uh, McAllister. I mean, believe me, uh, Peter Bulware, they were they were specials. They were, and uh, it just goes to tell you, 
you know, with all the, the rough times for Eli Manning to, you know, he getting called out mic points by the other team to see him go out there and, and win two like he did. I mean, he, he's just got a short memory, and that's what you have to have as an elite quarterback. And, and he did it twice against the it Patriots. Twice. He did it twice. It made me very happy. He did it twice. Very Absolutely. happy to New York. Absolutely. Uh, me too. And when, so you have this offensive, you have this insane season, throw 55 touchdowns, you set the record. Insane. Where do you rank this offense, not just for you, but all time? Because you had insane offenses in Indianapolis, too. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it was, it was, you know, people say it's like playing a video game. It, 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 in some ways it was because we had a bunch of guys, Welker, Julius Thomas, Eric Decker, uh, uh, Demarius, Dreesen, Tammy, Nochelon. They loved football. They loved it. They loved to the work. They loved to the practice. They loved those off-season, you know, throwing sessions. And so when you have a bunch of guys that just love it, that are unselfish, that realize, hey, today might be Decker's day. Today might be Welker's day. I mean, it just made for a fun offense to play in. And uh, uh, we played, you know, some teams that we hadn't played in a while. They didn't really have any idea what was coming. We threw a ton of touchdowns, I think, against the old NFC East, if you will. So, yeah, um, it's pretty cool. I see, uh, you know, no shot here in Denver. I see Joel Dreesen and, you know, 55 touchdowns in a 16-game season, right? I mean, they've gone to 17 games. They still haven't gotten it. I'm sure it's going down. Brady's on a mission to break every record that I have, right? I mean, he will, he wants to break that 55, but trust me, right? Mahomes, I'm sure is going to get there at some point too. So, uh, most of my records have fallen. That's one that's kind of hung around, you know, for a little while. I mean, to tell you how competitive Brady is now he goes out and he gets more retirements than me. Right. I mean, <laughs> what, what, I mean, seriously, like, you know, I mean, can I just have something, you know, you know, over time? No, no, no. I'm going to have two retirements, you know. I'm going to have more than Peyton. Yeah, but Peyton, you owned us when you were in Denver. You owned us when you were in Denver, okay? I, I get you're trying to be Mr. Humble right now, but you you, you became the sheriff in that, that orange uniform that we all remember in the AFC Championship in 13, 15, and we could keep it going. We could keep it going. But I have a quick question. Like, we talk about the pre-snap tendencies that you do. Did you jump in to plays with two plays always, or were you straight audibling into other plays? Like, did you have a check with me with a two high look, a one high look, a pass to run, or was it? All, did that change up according to who you're playing? Because you're clearly a game plan kind of guy. Yeah, Julian, that's how it started way back when in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, around that 2000, 2001, uh, we were calling – almost three plays in the huddle. We were calling a run to the right, a run to the left, and then an alert to a pass play, yeah. right? We were a one-back offense. As you know, you know, when a fullback's in there, you can kind of call plays, and it's called, you know, C-I-R-I, call it and run it, right? The fullback's going to block the extra guy. In a one-back offense, the defense can have too many guys in there and force you into a bad place. So we wanted the flexibility, and as we got into the no-huddle, uh, Julian, you know, basically, I, I want to say it's 2000. We were starting a lot of games. We were losing. We were down 14 nothing, And the, the coaches said, hey, let's go no puddle. Let's pick it up. And we started playing well. And finally, we said, why are we waiting to get down 14 nothing to go no huddle? Let's just start the game that way. And that's how it began. And at that point, we stopped doing the three plays and just kind of calling one play. And then if I saw something, 
that the defense was doing, like that all-out blitz cover zero, I had the flexibility to audible to a wide receiver screen and get us out of bad plays was the main thing. It wasn't always trying to get to the perfect play. It was getting us out of bad situations. And and because of that, that 2000 no huddle like type offense, I mean, the last part of my, like the, the final four parts, four years of my career, you're starting to see all this no huddle. Let's get to the ball. Let's play fast. Let's tire out that defensive line. They got too many guys that get the quarterback. The faster you can play, the more the quarterback and the, the OC can talk to each other. So there's a little advantage with that. You can you can get lined up. You can see what the defense is doing. And, and he revolutionized that. I mean, that's what Peyton Manning was all about, getting his team in the best play, in the best situation, and, you know, you can argue there's no one better. And, and you know, I, I have nothing but respect. I always bust your goddamn balls because, you know, you, you took two from me in the AFC championship. And But I, I got to love you because you also took Walker away. So, you know, I just want to. Well, wanna... I, I certainly appreciate that. Yeah, Julie and I agree, you know, uh, uh, play callers, right? Some are on the sidelines. Some are up in the uh, press box. There's a big debate, you know, what's the better view? There's no doubt that the best view of the field is the quarterback on the field, right? He can see everything. They don't so sell tickets to that, him, though, you know? If you can give him some, 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 you know, freedom to get you out of bad plays, hey, they're finally playing man-to-man. Let me check to a option route to Edelman in the slot, right? I mean, press box, sideline, doesn't even compare to the view uh, that the quarterback has if he can handle – that freedom and responsibility. Yo, we so we had Brandon Marshall on here, and he said he we, we he didn't play any playoff games, and this is games with names, and he's a good friend of mine. We were on Inside the NFL, which streams on Paramount Plus, of course, and so we had to do the Pro Bowl where he scored four touchdowns and and recap five, that or five five touchdowns, or four, four. I'm sorry, four. And he was telling a story that you threw a dart route to him in the in the red area, and he dropped it. And he said you gave him the death stare from a thousand miles away for four minutes straight, and you didn't throw the ball to him ever again. Is that what to expect from Peyton Manning if you drop no. his ball? I mean, the Pro Bowl—it's—it's it's a different type of motivation, right? Uh, if you're lucky enough to be named the starter, usually the coaches that I played with said, "Hey, hey starting quarterback, you can stay in as long as you want. When you're ready to come out, you want to come out." And the goal is to try to throw as many touchdowns as you can so you can get the MVP award and win the car. That is the goal, right? I remember Rich Gannon was the starter of my first Pro Bowl. I was the third guy. Rich Gannon's like, I'm going down the field three times. I'm going to throw three touchdowns. I'm going to win the car. I'm getting out. On the second series, Jeff Fisher put me in the game because he wanted me to throw a touchdown to Jerry Rice because I like said that week it would be cool to throw a touchdown to Jerry Rice Rich Cannon was so mad. He's like, wait a minute, I'm not coming out. Like, this is, this is my deal. So when Marshall dropped that dart route, it was going to be a touchdown. And that I thought I needed that touchdown to win the car, and he dropped it. So, yeah, and basically it cost me a car. Well, recently uh, Julian threw me the bathroom key on our floor, and I bobbled it. And, and there's been some <laughs> trust issues since between us. There so. should be. That's I, a big You got to trust the guy that's catching your balls. Okay, you got to trust the guy that's catching your balls. And I would catch your balls, Peyton. That's for goddamn yeah, if, sure. If you touch it, if you, touch it you gotta catch it. That's the rule. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's my rule of sex, too. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But, uh, Peyton, uh, 
what would do you wish you guys played together i feel like you guys could have had a cool i mean you had welker who kind of did some similar stuff that julian did yeah do you guys think you could have had a cool connection oh absolutely yeah i mean look i love you know just from watching from afar i could tell julian was a student of the game i could tell how much confidence tom had in him and so look i know what that's like you know Wes welker brandon stokely is another guy that kind of comes to mind you know it's the slot receiver fearless across the middle right i mean look not not picking on guys that play outside but when you're in the slot julian will tell you you got linebackers in there right you got ray lewis the bike linebacker you got safeties right you know because you're going down the middle of the field it takes a special guy and uh and you really got to understand defenses, right? You have to understand the difference between cover two, cover two man, cover four, cover eight, right? And that, and because of, you know, Brady and, you know, the quarterbacks are trying to confuse the defenses lining up in one defense on the snap, rotating to a different defense. The receiver has to see that on the run. Nobody did that better than Julian. Well, you got to have, like he said, you guys got to have the same, you got to be on such a same page where what you're doing you know he wants you to do that, and he's got to trust you because that's where it's got to be. And that comes through repetition, like you said, in the offseason, learning guys' body mechanics. But speaking of Tom, last question. I've gotten you on my podcast. I've gotten Eli on my podcast. Can you can you put a word into Tom to get him to come on my own goddamn podcast? Because I know you guys uh, – I mean I'll, – I'll try, you know. I mean, uh, you know, getting uh, – that's a big, that's a, I mean, it's a big ask. I mean, it's a big ask. I feel like, you know, it, it needs to be more than just a kind of a simple text, Julian. I think you gotta, you know, maybe send them something, you know. What do you uh, send a man that has everything? What the fuck else can you give him? He's got well, a model I, wife. He's got seven Super Bowls, two different teams. What do hey, I do, Peyton? I don't know how to tell, do this. Tell me about it. I write him. I, he, re, you know, he retires the first time I asked for his address. I'm like, I'm not going to just text you. Congrats on this incredible career. I write him this, you know, eloquent, I, I, it's probably self-serving, but handwritten letter, cursive writing on my stationery, mail it, bottle of wine, right? Mail it, congratulations. What Two kind of, later, how, how expensive a wine are we talking? What do you get Tom I, Brady as a wine? I mean, a 1999 bottle, right? He's, I mean, uh, a, uh, uh, yeah, 1999 bottle. And he's rookie year. No, 2000. He was 199th pick. What, what year was he drafted? Uh, 2000, 2000, 2000 199th pick, right? 2000 bottle. Anyway, the point is when you come back and play, I should get the letter back and the wine back. No, no, Tom, Tom's just keeping it right. I mean, supposedly he reads the letter often just to see the nice things that I said about. I'm like, if, Hey, if he expects another letter, whenever he retires in 2032, He's mistaken. It's like a destination wedding. If it doesn't work out, I want my money back for the flight. That's what I say. <laughs> it seems fair. It, it, it seems, yeah, you know, it seemed like too much to ask for. I mean, Peyton Manning, you see that he, he called himself the closer with those kind of skill sets to be able to give a handwritten cursive letter, a bottle of wine from the year you were drafted. I, I'm sure he used to close a lot. Thank Just you, like Peyton. Eli. Eli yeah. closed too. Uh, we love Go I mean, Giants. This is uh, you might you might slide up, man. This might have to be a one A one B with the Peyton with the Mannings. You know what I mean? Ooh, I like it. I like it. I'll but uh, it. Peyton, thank you a bunch for coming on. It's been awesome having you. It's been awesome seeing you on TV on your stream uh, with Monday Night Football. You're fucking killing it on Manning there. Cast. Manning cast. Uh, all every commercial that I watch, it's awesome <laughs> seeing you in those two. 
So, uh, you know, I, I'm sure I'll be seeing you probably when I get home and throw on my TV. So I, I look forward to seeing you. Hey, I appreciate it, Julian. Great to be on with you guys. Uh, love the idea. Love the show. Thanks for having me be a part of it. Thanks, bub. What's the legacy of this game? Just that Peyton still got it. I mean, he he's still got it. And not only has he still got it, he's still the MVP. I mean, this is crazy that he's, he comes out guns blazing like this. Yeah. it. This is like Eli in the Super Bowl type behavior. Yeah. You know, that just ruined my train of thought, Sam. <laughs> Thank you once again. But I am an Eli guy, like I said. Um when when you sit down with a with a great like Peyton Manning and you interview him, it just reiterates why he was so good. Yeah, I mean anything from the 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 three thousand five hundred and sixty two word fucking essay he sent me <laughs> before the interview yesterday to allow me to have his notes what uh, about the game to the preparation skills that he had to the relationships he had with his teammates, you know that that's. That's those are the intangibles. Those are the things that make great leaders and great leaders, great quarterbacks. And and he had he tried to say he didn't have an arm. I mean, this guy was playing with like fucking broken nerves and nerve damage. Like most people wouldn't even be able to walk. And he's over here playing in football games. So fucking just a gritty guy, more gritty, gritty than I thought. He actually, uh, I think, I think I was put it, him. Was there ever a knock on him for not being gritty? No, I don't think there was, but. You know, you don't you don't think of Peyton Manning as like a grit. Well, you kind of do, but you think. But of when him someone's more, such a skill guy, sometimes that knocks him down in the grit department. No, you just think of when you think of him, you think of a big brain. Yeah. You just think of you know, hey, this guy, he's gonna get the team in the right place. Having a coach on the field, just like yeah. he said when we were doing the, the interview, he goes, "Hey, the best view is the guy on the field, not the guy in the press box, not the coach on the sideline, the guy in the field." Yeah. And and that's why he was so goddamn good. Yeah, willing willing to riff, willing to willing to change, uh, you know, at the line of scrimmage. Audible, audible. Yeah, other seven touchdown passing games. We got Drew Brees at my New York Giants. Ugh, we'll strike that. Nick Foles, twenty thirteen against Nick the Foles, Raiders. seven touchdown game. Nick Foles had a very interesting career. Gosh, what Pink else? Manning, yeah, the Joe Cap, Sid Luckman, Chicago, nineteen forty three versus the New York Giants. He's on the wall. Jew. And he's a Jew. Yeah. Love it. Got to put a point man. up for the for the squad, for the tribe. Let's settle this prop bets. Jack, what we got? We set the line at five and a half right at the buzzer. Sam got us to six. Mm. Just like Eli. That's <laughs> everything Eli would have done in a two-minute drill. Yeah, we had to escape a few... Uh, I threw, I threw Tackling that. Tackling moments there, too. I threw that Eli compliment right to Plaxico. Nah, I think he more he threw it into that team meeting and it miraculously <laughs> came down on a helmet <laughs> or cover five down the sideline in front of people. So, Peyton Manning's current records, he has the most MVP awards. Aaron Rodgers is one behind with four. Do you think he'll catch that or no? I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough. Aaron Rodgers lost his best target. We're gonna we're gonna see. Isn't know, that crazy that it, he resigns and they lose his dude? Yeah, when you when you put that much money towards the quarterback, you would know, you it's, have, hard, it's would, hard to keep other? You know, that's how it goes. Would you have advised him to take less? I wouldn't have advised him to do anything. It's about him. 
Yeah. You know, so. But that's not the Patriot way. What is the Patriot way? You tell me you're the Patriot. I can't tell you because that's the Patriot way, not telling people anything. Damn. It's like Fight Club. Is there a Fight Club? I don't, not that I know of. I thought we were just making soap over here. That's what we're doing. Yeah. I am Julian Edelman. Um, That's my alter ego. (laughs) He's my alter comedic ego. When I fight as Edelman, I do a little better. But uh, when I when I tell a joke like Morel, I just (laughs) I look around. We got uh, what? What's the record Manny will hold the longest? Do you think? It's it's tough because you got these the seventeen game season now. So you know you. And especially with how these offenses are going. Yeah. You know, spread, shred. There's so many good football players. There's a lot of emerging, unbelievable young quarterbacks in this league. Who could touch it? Mahomes, Allen? Who, who yeah, Mahomes could get hot. Allen could get hot. You, you just never know because yeah. the game's changed. You know, it's... What if... What, is that the... Peyton talks about Brady touching all of his records. What if What if Peyton threw for 56? You mean uh, Brady? Brady. Why did I say Peyton? Sorry. What if Brady threw for 56? Oh, he's he's definitely going to go for it. Yeah. He's got to. He wants them all. Yeah. He's a lion. Yeah. King of the jungle. Oh, yeah. And I'm like little baby Mufa or baby Simba when he just raises me. <laughs> and no. We got to get someone photoshopped that of, of a Brady holding up uh, a little Julian. Just like that picture of you guys. <laughs> Fucking Brady. We, can we get him on the can we get him on the, the podcast? What's going on here? Uh most touchdowns by a QB receiver duo in NFL history. Manning and Harrison. What's wow. Grink? Gr- uh, Gronk and Brady. Ooh, they need ten. Gronk and wow. Gronk and Brady need ten. Is Gronk gonna play this year? I don't know. Manning and Harrison. They really were they were the connection for so many years. Dude. That little back shoulder fade that I used to watch them run all the time. It, it was it was nuts. Where does Peyton Manning land in the QB hierarchy? I think he's no doubt top five. And it's like, where do you put him in the top five is the question. How about you? What do you think? I, I, I would put him in top three. I think I would too. I think I think you got to go Brady one. Is it Montana two or whoa, Peyton whoa, two? Whoa, what? What? You're going Montana too, no question, right? I don't know. Kyler, where do you rank him? Jack, what do you you rank him three? Jack? Manning? Yeah. Four. Ooh. Who's three? Jack. Dante Culpepper? <laughs> he had a cannon. He also was on the Madden cover. I got a uh, wild top five. I I, put, I, <laughs> I I think I go three too. He he was Incredible. He revolutionized the game. He was I mean, incredible. Like he said, in 2000, he was running this no huddle. Let's get and play two minute quick. And that's what all the teams are doing now. I can remember putting those same types of schemes in NASCAR with the Patriots in like 2009, 2010. And then we got away from it because it gets hard. You got to have everyone on the same page. Everyone's got to be smart enough. And to have a guy that can get everyone on the same page that quick all the time. I mean... Everyone's saying Yomaha. Everyone's saying all that stuff. Everyone's, you know, at the line of scrimmage trying to dick around with the defense because that's what Peyton Manning did. So this is a good one for you. Where do Demarius Thomas, Welker, and Decker stack up against all-time receiving rooms? I mean, they they were good. 
They were they were damn good. I'd have to put they have to be they were probably top three, four. Top three? Top four, top you gotta, three. You I don't put, know the I don't know the order. I got I I'd have to put on all these films to really watch. I mean, you got some I mean, greatest show on turf, Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, Ricky Prohl. Yeah. You know, those old seventy Steeler teams. You had Lynn Swan, John John Stallworth, then Peyton over at freaking the Colts had Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dw- Dallas Clark. Left off Stokely here, too. Stokely. Dola, I, Gronk, and Jules. That's pretty good. Hey, man, we, 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 don't, we didn't get, you know, we, we're not in that, that category, but we did win. In the, in the, in the playoffs, you sure as hell were. Two, two Super Bowls. That's, you know, we when it mattered, you were. Don't have the numbers, but, you know, we have the hardware. Rings and things out here. Rings and things. Is this the greatest offense of all time? It's in the it's in the conversation. I don't know if it's the best ever. Uh, I think the Rams you got to put in that conversation because the running back, because of Marshall Falk. Falk. I mean, Falk is without Falk, I think it's more of a conversation. But Marshall Falk is like unlike Ta- anything I've ever seen. It, he could run with receivers. Man. He could he could run a route like a receiver. He could run like an an inside tackle running uh, running back. Yeah, uh, yeah. It I I I have to go with the greatest show on turf. Or the, I'm gonna go with the 07 Pats. I, you know, I'm gonna I, go with the 07 Giants. I think Eli and Plax had a great connection. Amani Toomer was a great security blanket. I mean, uh, the Thunder and Lightning combo of Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs. I think it's it could be any of those groups. I personally lean 07 Giants. We all have our opinions. We all have our opinions, Sam. Yeah, Jack. Did we miss anything? We hit our prop bet. Um, we talked a little bit about Manning's record versus the Patriots. He was six and eleven all time wow. against Brady, but did have the edge in the playoffs, three and two. Wow, um, which is a bit surprising. And we mentioned Eli recording that zero point zero, in which uh, that was true. That came in Week fourteen versus Baltimore, and he was replaced in the fourth quarter by Kurt Warner. That was when Kurt Warner was with the Giants, man. Yep, that one year. Um, we talked about the halftime show of the Harbaugh Bowl. That was Beyonce, joined by Destiny's Child. And uh, we mentioned Faxgate a little bit uh, deeper on that. Uh, Elvis Doomerville agreed to take an $8 million contract instead of twelve with Denver, so he's taking a pay cut. There. I hope his agent did not commission him on that because he <laughs> fucked up pretty bad. bad. His agent was running around Miami. He or she? Get... It was a man. Okay. Um. He... <laughs> He was uh, six minutes late getting it in, and instead the Ravens signed him to a five-year contract worth $35 million. His agent was fired, as you can imagine, but also fined $25,000 by the NFLPA and suspended for six months. So Yikes. He's a loser there, so that sucks. Um, and, oh, we talked a little bit about uh, the scheduling conflict, which made this game take place in Denver. There was some parking issues. The MLB wouldn't budge. There was also some religious holiday exemptions down the line that the uh, Orioles cited, but uh, in the long run, the Orioles ended up losing 4-3 to three to the Blue Jays that night, karma. falling to fourth place in the AL East. I don't know if it's karma or if it's just the Orioles. <laughs> I think that's just what happened to the Orioles, but uh, karma too, for sure. Name in the game, is it the Manning 7? Got to be the Manning 7. I like it because it reminds me of the Magnificent 7 too. It's kind of a fun title. Yeah, and then you also have the Brady 6. Mm. That old documentary where the six guys that were drafted before Brady that made him cry on that one documentary, and he, when he had long hair, long beautiful hair, and you know, 
That, that made me cry when I saw him cry a little. Yeah? You know, it fired me up. You're connected, man. Let's score it. Stakes, it's a week one game, so we got to go low on the stakes. Yeah. But it is the team that knocked you out, so there's pride at stake. There's definitely pride. It's it's it's, it's early in the year. You're learning your team. 5-5? Five, 5-5. Five? Five, five. All right. 5-5. Five, five. Star power. You got to go pretty high here. I, think. I mean, you got Peyton Manning, Hall of Famer. You got DT, Julius Thomas, West If this Wilson. was a year ago, we were going even bigger because we lose Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. So. Yeah, they weren't there. But that was a defending Super Bowl team, and you had the elite Joe Flacco on there. So Flacco got his ring, man. I'd have to, I'd have to give it to the 7-5. Seven, 7-5 five. Seven, five is seven, good. 7-5. Gameplay. It's good gameplay because we're watching a guy put on a clinic. Clinic. And it started out a little slow. It was, it was it, I mean, they were losing at halftime. The Denver Broncos were losing at halftime. So, and the Ra- and the Ravens snicker sniff around uh, a little bit toward the end. So th- there was a little excitement. There was. We'll give that a a seven five two. Yeah. As in also the name the Brady or the Manning seven. 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 That seems appropriate. Seven. So what is this? Is a 6.85? And there's no bias here because they knocked us out of the AFC championship or anything either. You know, that's just how it goes sometimes. Just how it goes sometimes. Can't win them all. You certainly cannot. 6.8. Unless you're you're Eli in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, in which case you can win them all. That is once again true, Sam. That's once again true. Let's hey, but this was a great episode. This was a great episode of Games with Names presented by WinBet. Thank you to all our listeners, our wonderful sponsors. Be sure to follow us on all the social platforms at Games with Names. We have them on all. Write a review, click, like, swipe, whatever you have to do. I'm Julian Edelman. I'm Sam Morell. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets you where you are and helps you get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.